Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is a returning guest. We've, we've had some great conversations and we decided to go ahead and put it in the podcast. Mr. Juan Ball, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Hey, good to hear from you. Good to see you, James. Um, thank you again, man, for just the platform that you created for uh, uh, brothers like myself and sisters. Um, I saw some of the sisters that you've interviewed, man. Dope interviews, brother. Thank you. Dope interviews, man. Dope work, man. I know this in this next level, man, that you are going to, um, this is going to be a, a, a step of stone and a super seed of blessings for you, man. I, I, I just foresee that that this podcast is going to be turned into so much more than what you anticipated it to be, man. So just get your umbrella up, brother, and get ready for your blessing, man. Hey, man, I truly appreciate it. Now, I, I definitely receive it and accept it, brother. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt, man. So we're going to get into it because I wanted to talk about something and that the idea was floating in my head and... Ironically, me and you had talked, and I said, you know what, I think you would be a person, a good person to talk to this about. And one of the things that happens with us Black men is, even though we're not okay, we always say we're okay, no matter what the situation is. It's like somebody, it could be a, a brother, a great friend, whoever texts us, asks us how we doing, and the standard answer is always, I'm okay. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just wondering if you got an idea why it's that way. Uh, I'll speak from a, a man's perspective, and then I'll speak from a personal perspective. Okay. From a man's perspective, we are trained to say we're okay. Right? We, okay. we are, um, you know, growing up, when you talk to your dad or your uncles or your cousins, your older cousins or whomever, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I'm cool. And then from what you hear come out of their mouth versus what you actually see, you wonder. I know for me, I did as I got older, like, is he really okay? You, you have families. You have people that depend on you. We take the weight of the world on our shoulders, man, and we walk every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we walk every day. So all that weight. So you got, for example, you have a wife and kid, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, you have a house, you have a car, you have all these other responsibilities. And when we take a look at our list and we check in off, guess who at the bottom? Yeah. We at the bottom. Yeah. So speaking from a personal perspective now, because I still talk to my friends or associates, whomever, and they I I had to learn I say I'm okay, but I go into a deeper conversation is I'm okay, however, this is what I have going on, but I know it's gonna be all right. See, that's what you don't get. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you just get, I'm okay, and that's it. Because it goes into a sports conversation or, hey, man, did you watch CNN? Or you see what's going on with, you know, they, what, you know what's up with, you know, ESPN or Shannon Sharp or, you know, whatever. Right. Whatever. Right? We don't, never, we don't ever get right into, like, 
I'm okay. I have this going on because I know for me personally, I never want wanted to dump any of my stuff on anybody. But why do we feel but that way though? Because because here's the thing. Again, males. Most males are raised at, with and or by alpha males or alpha people. So we watch those people say they were okay and 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 do what they needed to do to continue to be okay. Yeah. Like, like for me growing up, I never knew if my grandmother was 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 hurting for money or things were not okay. That wasn't, she always told me that was none of my business. So but it's kind of like, so you kind of right. saying like it gets handed down to you? Absolutely. You you want you do think about it. Growing up, did you mimic anything your dad did? Yeah. Or your or your mom? Yeah, both. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mimic a lot of a lot of my behavior, James. I know for sure, man. I watched my dad or my stepdad, my mom, her mother, my godparents. Um, I just picked <clears throat> from those certain things, man, my mentors, <clears throat> excuse me, what we call OGs in the neighborhood, you know, watching them, how they treated the neighborhood, how they treated their children, how they treated us, go to school, get out of here, do what you got to do. Yeah. If you can come back and help somebody, help somebody. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I'm going to tell you about how I do things a lot of times personally. And it's sad. Um, I got a, I got a group, man. I got, first of all, I got a bunch of great friends. They brothers to me and they'll reach out to me and they'll just say, Hey, how you doing? And my standard answer is always I'm okay. Like, and the thing is, I don't even think the, be honest. And it's crazy because if the if it was reverse, I would want them to <laughs> let me know. Like exactly, hey, man, exactly. Not okay. Exactly. <laughs> but man. We I do, don't we give do it all the time. Right. We but do I don't give the them the common I don't get them a the common courtesy that I want them to give me, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, I, and it's, it's been literally times I'll my one of my one of my friends, great guy. He's like I say, he's a brother to me. He'll text me. And he like, you know, hey man, you know, I'm just checking up on you. How you doing? And there's been times I've literally been not okay, depressed, like in the middle of being yeah. depressed. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no man, I'm good. Mm -hmm. like, how you doing? And we never, and I never, and, and you never go back to the conversation. Never went any further, and I'm good. That's 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 what I call the ricocheted effect, James. Honestly, it's almost like you ask me, am I okay? And mentally and emotionally, I got all this going on. You feel me? Yeah. And trying to figure things out, right? But I'm like, the unselfish side of me is saying to myself, you can't dump all this on this man because this man got other stuff going on. This man got a family. This man got his stuff. Because I know as a man, if I got my stuff, I know he got his own stuff. Right. So that's the unselfish side of you that says, man, I ain't going to dump all this on him. But here's what I've learned. 
And I learned this through therapy, through my therapist, who happens to be an elder. She's a female, but she's an elder. And she's smart. Doc always told me, why do you think you're here? That was the initial, first initial conversation I ever had with her. She said, I got your information from a former therapist that I was seeing at the time. And she said, you, um, she felt like she had gotten to a place or a point where she couldn't get past what you have going on right now. But she thought, I could help you. Hmm. So the first initial times I was going, I wasn't open. I was open, but I was open enough for general conversation. Okay. Not what I needed. So six, almost seven years later now, man, our conversations are so deep. She takes notes first. Whoa. And then the next session that we have, we break everything down and repeat everything that I said. And you've been going with her to seven years? It'll be seven years. Oh, so you've, so you've established a good rapport and a good comfort. I've established comfort level, good rapport. Her husband and I have a great relationship. Um, they prayed over me, James. Uh, when, you know, as an educator, man, you know, sometimes, you know, we might be in and out as far as work. You know what I mean? So it's like nonprofit work, education work. I actually demoed their house, man, and they paid me. I didn't even want them to pay me. But they, she said, you need money. Yeah. You're a man. You need money. That's a blessing. That You know, that she was in tune to know what you needed. I mean, we all yeah. need money, but yeah. I think I think her just her spirit just let her know. Yeah. And I kept saying, you know, again, I'm okay. I'll be okay, Doc. No, you won't. Stop <laughs> saying you're okay. You don't have no money. You, she, she said, I see you. And see, you know, see. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost like you can say, excuse me, you can say I'm okay over the phone or in a text message. But when you and that person face to face, if they are really your good friend or your good a person that they love and respect you, and they've understood you and your mannerism and behavior, they already know you're not okay, man. Yeah. That's so true. it goes into a deeper conversation. It's not, I used to think it was force. It's not force. They genuinely want to know. And that's where I, another place where I got stuck because I'm like, man, I'm just tired of people just like not being genuine like you being nosy, you really don't want to know how I feel or what I think or whatever. So you have to, your discernment has to be on high beam alert. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I call like you, your discernment has to be like right there. Now, James, I'm so good with it, man. When I go into open spaces or conversations with folks, smoking cigars, doing whatever, as a conversation is going, I'm thinking to myself, they're BSing, but I'm going to carry it, though. Like, I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be respectful. Right. You know what I'm so I'm going to give you what you want. Yeah. I'll keep having a conversation with you, but it probably don't go, you know, once I leave that, those doors, that's where I leave it. Versus I had having a genuine com Right. Versus having a genuine conversation, and I take that conversation with me because the next time I see that person, we're probably going to have that same conversation, but it's going to be on a different level. It's funny because I had an incident, and this was very recently, like a couple weeks ago. 
um, again, good friend reached out to me. We were texting back and forth and he asked me, how was I doing? I said, okay, but I really was not in a good space that day. So what happened was I kept like, I would text him, um, kind of short answers. It was, wasn't, it wasn't like I was just complete thoughts, but it was, right, but it was, it was short. It, and he, but we've texted long enough to know that my answers will be more detailed. So rather than ask me how I was doing, he threw me, he, <laughs> he threw me a curveball I wasn't ready for. So he said, um, Man, you know, sometimes I'll get depressed too. And I was wow. like, Man. you wasn't expecting that. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for that curveball. So <laughs> when he threw it, I was like, damn. Um, I I told him I I didn't go really in depth, but I but I I can't but my reply let him know, like, okay, you 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 right, I am a little down. So rather than keep digging what he told me, he was like, you know, everybody goes through depression. You know, you're going to be okay. Just, you know, you know, it, it's therapy for it. you. You know, you can always see some, he said, he told me, he said, you know, it's times that I needed to see a therapist and I went to see one and I was like, man, and, and it really made me feel good that he, and the crazy thing is, we're friends. We, we've never met in person, but we've we became friends through social media. But because we interacted so much, he knew something was off. So mm-hmm. rather than keep asking me, was I okay? He just went right into the conversation. Yeah, yeah he right, just was like, you know what? I already know he's not okay. Yeah. I'm just going yeah. to miss out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to open this door for you. And if you come in as a man, that's your decision. But yeah. I'm going to say what I, I'm going to say my piece. Right. And That's he a good did. friying right there, brother. Yeah, That's he, a good friend right there, man. Yeah, and he let like I think the best thing you could do for any man, especially us, is um we gotta we gotta get better with letting each other know that you're not alone. Like exactly you you're not going through this alone because everybody is I mean, I, I'm I, I don't wanna say everybody, but I'm really comfortable saying so many of us, especially men will have a bout with depression and you just you just keep fighting it and you know it may never get better like i've had it be like i've had bouts with it a lot and i it's funny because i didn't know um i had another family member tell me that it runs in, in your family and that's I what no i did it's exactly where mine came from I, I don't know if you remember well, we talked about my mom in our first conversation, man, but my mom was depressed with me, pregnant with yeah. me wow. in full-blown depression. I didn't know that until later, man. Damn. Much later. Like, maybe when I first realized and understood depression and I hit my first bout. So that may have been 2000, maybe 12, 13, 14, like around that time. And I had a lot going on, man, a whole lot. And 
you know, we have these, con- my mom and I had these conversations for sure, man, because my mom fights depression and anxiety as well. Okay. Yeah. It was heavy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was real, real heavy. Real heavy. Like, suicidal heavy. And, um, you know, I know and understand now, man, that depression will never go away. But if you work on it, meaning therapy or do healthy things and put healthier things in place, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. Was it, do you have, do you have any friends that you're comfortable reaching out to about it? Um, Yes. I had created some space um, and a platform where I can go. And some people, um, I had to dismiss from the circle um, because we we no longer we are no longer in that space. So for me, I had to figure out who wants this person. I had to take away. Who can I replace? Like how, you know, who 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 can I trust? Who have I trusted enough to put them in this space? Because this space is important to me. You know, like. I, I had to learn, man, and I'm still learning to continue to trust people. When you lose somebody, when because this guy, this person, I don't want to say guy because you didn't mention, but the person you was close with and it was a confidant. When you lose that person, is it is it harder because you've trusted them with so much of yourself? Absolutely. Um, and this is a, a, honestly, um, James, it's a family member. Okay. Um, so that hurt even worse, right? And I'm in a space now, man, where I ain't kissing nobody, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we are grown people, man. And if I know for a fact that I've always, for the most part, um, we've dealt with some stuff, we've had some stuff, um, you know, went through some things. But overall, um, if I've supported you, if I've loved you, if I've, you know, whatever, um, and you for whatever reason, you know, we don't talk, we don't text anymore. We don't, you know, I've reached out, no response, um, in a full fledged place or space. Um, you've act like I'm not even there. So at that point, I'm like, I'm good because for me, that, that brings about anger and that, where I say I'm okay, I know I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with that, man. And so my platform was my therapist. I talked about it. We acknowledged it. We dealt with it. And she said, what do you want to do? I said, I'm going to leave it alone. Let me ask you, did you want to, did you want to hold on to this because they knew so much about you? Cause I'm going to be honest. When a person knows, like, especially when you're dealing with, like, depression and things like that, when a person knows so much about you, you really, I, I feel like you would be hesitant to let that relationship go because they kind of got a, a part of you that a lot of people don't have. I, I, I agree with you, James. And what I had to, what, what I had discovered was that You roll with those, man, who roll with you. Okay. You take care of those who take care of you. You love those who love on you. 
So when the love stops, what you supposed to do? Yeah. You you get it? You, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? That's yeah. like, you know, when people ask me, like, you know, man, you know, you, you're a good dude. You do a lot for the city. You help a lot of people. Like, why you want to leave? I said, I can't keep loving something that don't love me back. Mm. Wow. So, so you you actually want to leave your city? Yeah, man. I'm 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 pretty much open, man, to the possibilities. Um, but also, um, and I'm glad we having this conversation, man, because it's a part about that me me being okay. Um, I was saying for a while I was okay with leaving, but at the same time, last week, what I discovered was that. Um, I can say I'm okay about leaving, but guess what? God may not be saying okay. Yeah. So he can put in place and block certain things because there might be something here that I haven't discovered um, or something here that I need to take care of or something here that I need to do. So within that, he's going to provide everything that I need to take care of. it. That's including myself, a job, um, a healthy space, these are things that I've manifested and that I've asked for, man. Like my prayer, my prayers, um, and and about that being okay, is, are intentional now. Okay, so you so you're okay with leaving? Are you looking at it as like um, like a clean slate? You get to just yeah, yeah, over? absolutely, yeah. It's a it's a clean slate for me. Um, better energy. Um, better light for me, <laughs> you know, and and um, I know I'm not running. So whatever you think or thought or you how you however you might feel, that's none of my business anymore. Okay. Would you would you look to? Let's say you did leave. Would you look to establish a whole new support system or would you continue to lean on the support system you have where you're at now? I would definitely continue to lean on my support system. Um, whoever I meet at this point in my life, uh, definitely cautious and careful. Um, they made that, made that be a relationship, a friendship, a bond. Um, it has to be legit. And the first time that I see it, it's not legit. I don't worry about it because you won't worry about you don't have to worry about me. I, I I just I built the space man where I mentally, emotionally, and physically where I, I would just protect myself, James. And and so when I say I'm okay, guess what? I'm really okay. <laughs> so let yeah. me let's switch the gears a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. Yeah. Because you you know you you've been open and honest about um the situation and the, the battles you have with depression, are you are you actually strong enough to handle, like, let's say a person comes to you looking for guidance, looking for, you know, looking for it, you know, a, a show to lean on, uh, you know, ear to listen. Do you feel like because you, you know, you have your own issues, do you feel like you would be a good person to come to? For yeah, I, I have been a good person to do it. Man, you'll be surprised, James. I mean, my friends or family members or students that I've tutored, taught, um, even some of their parents, you know, building these relationships and these bonds throughout the years, man. Um, a lot of my stuff I had to put in the backpack. Do and, you? And, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I want you, you know to know what I'm saying? 
yeah, when I when I say I put it in a backpack, meaning um, going through those schools, man, over the years and going through those classrooms, I would literally take whatever was going on with me mentally, emotionally, and place it in a place where I had enough space because though that was my priority to be a teacher, to be a mentor, to be a big brother, to be a parent, whatever those kids needed me to be, whatever my boss or principal needed me to be, they needed me in a clear space. Because you go back to, I can't help anybody if I'm not good. Mm-hmm. So I would, every morning I would go in my classroom, my routine was play music, check my emails. If I was eating breakfast, eat breakfast, go print out whatever I needed to print out and be at my door to greet my kids every day. Well, do you, did you ever have a fear of, because again, you know, when we first started talking, you talk about how men needed to be strong and that's what we learned and that's what we always saw. Did you ever have a position like, did you have, were you ever fearful that people would look at you like weak because you actually had the depression? Yeah. Yep. I had. How'd, how'd you overcome that? Um, continuing to build self-confidence because at one space and one place, place in my life, um, James, I lost confidence. Um, and I know it was due to the depression and the anxiety. So, um, and other things that were, you know, that were taking place in my life where they became more present. <laughs> And so with that, you start to, as you start to heal, man, you start to feel better about yourself and your decisions. And you understand as a man that you have a good heart. You're not perfect. I've done some things, man, that I'm not proud of. But in this particular space in my life now, I'm all right. Okay. How long did it take you to, how long did it take you to get comfortable to be so open and honest about what you what you um, deal with? A few years ago. Maybe, what's this, 20? So I'm going to say probably around the time that um, I first left Baltimore to go to Memphis. So it might have been 2017, 2018. Was it that, was, I, it, was it getting away that gave you that? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Getting away gave me that and then reconnecting with um, my therapist. Um, she's big um, on, my mom is big on, um, I have some men and some women in my family, man, who, who um, and friends, you know, they really like, you dope, man. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you're not. I love the fact that you're an educator. See, when you hear those things as a man, when you like, feel like you down and you out, man, that's, that's a confidence built. It's like being with a woman. You know, when a woman say to you or your wife say to you, man, James, I like your haircut. You look, you look nice, baby. <laughs> what that, you know what I'm saying? As your wife, like, what, you know, come on, it's your wife, man. What, you know, how do you feel about that? You feel good about that, right? I had to laugh because I just got a haircut. <laughs> right. So, you know, you know, when she comes to the door, she's going to be like, okay, man, you got to you look nice. And you saying to yourself, like, yeah, this might be a good week. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we might be, you know, we might be straight. We good. You know? 
So, you know, for me, man, it was just because somebody doing it for me, I also do it for my friends, my family, my students, children that I'm tutoring, whatever. I tell them, I'm proud of you for doing this. This is the first step. Hey, man, you look fly. Hey, bro, I like your hat. Hey, bro, I like your shoes. Hey, man, you know I'm not getting fresh or anything like that, but you smell really nice. Mm-hmm. Those, those are confident, you know what I'm saying? Those are confident builders, man. And honestly, I say it to myself, more importantly. You got to say those things to yourself, man. Yeah. I had it's, a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. Just building right, man, I had a conversation yeah. earlier today, James, about, like, where I lost my confidence. And I know where and how it happened and when it happened. And now just continuing to be in that space of rebuilding, man. Do you, do you, do you, um, do you make an effort to compliment people so much because it was something that you wanted and you know what it does for a human? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. So when I say a little bit of both, um, I was, I was, I was raised and taught to, you know, acknowledge. Okay. Right. But then I was also raised and taught to not just, don't just up, up them, up yourself. Hmm. You you got this. Okay. You can do this. You can beat this. This ain't nothing. Were you it's always this way? Right. Um at different spaces and different times in my life, yes. Okay. Because the reason I asked, because I was wondering, <laughs> was that a part of your therapy to continue? Like, it definitely therapy? was. It okay. definitely was. Okay. It de- hands down, it definitely was. You know, because, you know, you, you go through so much, man, you start to lose. You know, the more you give, James, and the more you love, and the more you, um, it's like a bank. You know, you deposit certain things into your space, man, all this, you know, and then people come and shove up and, you know, it's, they take them. Yeah. But they're not putting nothing in. Or they putting a bounce check in. You, you get <laughs> shit. That's worse, <laughs> right? Because because with a bounce check, it's like you anticipating it. So exactly, you don't anticipate that, man. Yeah, people come to you one way, or they they treat you one way, and then something happens or something go down, man. Instead of talking about it or understanding it or figuring it out, some things you 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 just understand, talk about it, and let it go. And it might not be that time or that space for that relationship to continue. May it be business, personal, professional, whatever. Because I was raised to- Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was raised to understand, man, that it's just, everything happens in a reason and a season and a time. Mm -hmm. Some seasons last longer. Yeah, that's true. And some seasons are over before you know it. What I mean by that is, perfect example, I met, some people in my life, everything happens for a reason and a season in your life or the lives of others, right? Okay. And so what happens is you 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 meet this person or people or whatever and you connect, right? Okay. But then things happen, good, bad, or indifferent. And so it's up to you all to figure out how far the seasons are going to go. Hmm. And sometimes 
God steps in because we be, we've all been in a place where we don't let go, man. It's hard. It's That's tough. Hard. It's real hard. It's tough because at the same time, you're not only letting go of what you guys have established, you're letting go a piece of yourself. Yeah. And uh, and that all that this all comes back to not being okay. Yeah. That is it's crazy. It's just like it's like a 360 <laughs> degree. I mean, honestly, man, if you really look at it and think about, you know, play back the times, and I know I do at times, James, and it's it's really just because for me, when I play back certain things to get a better understanding, but also as a reminder as to why it either ended or is continuing or it stopped. You know what I mean? And so play back in your mind times where, like you said earlier, you had a conversation, you and your your buddy was texting, I'm okay. He automatically would open the door for you. He said, man, let me... Thinking to myself, I'm, if I was this brother, I'm saying to myself, man, let me open this, this door for James because I feel in his spirit because we've gotten to know each other on a place and a platform um, where I get him. Mm-hmm. I understand him. And it was so important because, that he did it. <laughs> exactly. Just imagine if you didn't, he didn't do that, James, and, and you continue weeks later. Now, this depression is heavier, man. Mm-hmm. It's heavier, and it's wearing you down mentally, emotionally, everything. Because oh. now your wife see it, your daughter see it, people that really love you and respect you, they see it. So I'll say this: the the most important thing that I thank God have working in my favor is my wife, because. If she sees me, if she sees, if she sees the signs, um, she's going to step in. Like there's times where she knew I was depressed and I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know I was depressed. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you, it's a, it's, it's, it's a sneaker, brother. Yeah. It's like, remember, uh, uh, who was it? Muhammad, he had the phantom punch. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's, that's what it do. I'm yeah. trying to tell you, man, you don't realize it. And to people that really love you and respect you, man, they will say to you, not in a way of being, as, as my grandma say, nosy or trying to bring you down or, you know, whatever. It's to say to you, one, are you okay? I'm here for you at the same time if you're not okay. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to do anything other than listen and whatever I can do or I need to do for you for you to be okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm taking everything that you're going through and I'm putting it on my back because we that's what we think about sometimes. We, we automatically say to ourselves, man, you got a lot. I say it. I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. I didn't we say that because you got you got a lot you got a, you already had enough going on. But what we gotta understand, let that person decide. You know, one thing I've noticed too, like the few times that I was open about how I was feeling, the person on the other end was going through something. And we ended up talking to each yep. other through it. 
Talking each other through it, man. <laughs> talking each other through it, man. And, and that's, that's, what, like, that's what it is, man. <laughs> and, and you and, and, as, and as much as that blueprint worked one time, I still had trouble following it. <laughs> it's hey, crazy, brother, man. Listen, it's, it's funny that you mentioned blueprint, man. You ever think when Jay made a reasonable doubt that that was that was a one take situation? A one, what, one, one album? take? Like, yeah, when he was making an album, you, do you think, you know, he just straight up, I'm gonna make this album in this night or this whatever time frame that I need to make it, and it's, you know what I mean? Like, this is it. I don't think so. I don't think exactly. so. Okay. Exactly. So take that same scenario and put it to it's I'm okay movement. Yeah. You, yeah, you, now, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It takes time, man, for you to get established with routines. It takes time for you to really, because I lose it sometimes. As much as I've been through, I've had, you've been dealing with this um, depression and anxiety for some years now, man. And it's, it's honestly at times where I don't recognize it because... I've always, I've trained myself, which I'm trying to untrain and do better with. I'm okay. <sighs> yeah, we got a lot of, <laughs> we got a lot of work to do, but I will say, I think we've get we're getting better because we're having conversations like this, like just being transparent about what's going on because I'm going to be honest, I would have never told anybody, um, that I deal with depression at times because one thing I don't want people thinking is like, oh my God, is he gonna kill himself? No, exactly. no. <laughs> and that's and that's always James, no matter what, guess what? That's always gonna be a question in somebody's mind. But you know, I told you my rule, man, about minding my business about how people feel about me or what they think about me, man. Cause I know within myself, I love myself today as I, as opposed to yesterday. What happened yesterday was yesterday. But see, but let me tell you the Today problem with them. But the but here's the problem with people thinking like that though. If 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 the thought is too ingrained in their mind, it's like they'll call you and they 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 checking up on you so much now it's kind of making you uncomfortable. So so you honestly say to them, listen, I know you love me. Look 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 at my quotes. You gotta, you gotta look up, brother. You, I know you see my fingers. You love me and you care enough about me. But right now, I'm okay. Okay. And be confident when you say that. See, it's a difference in, oh, you know, I'm okay, I'm cool, or you know, well, because people that know you, they feel your energy. Mm -hmm. So that means you gotta pick up the phone because sometimes these texts. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Text. Let me be clear, and I learned this. I learned this the hard way. Uh, I also learned this from somebody at one particular time and place in my life where we were together and we were in love, man. But she always told me, text messages are not good all the time because so much can be misunderstood and interpreted. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up the phone. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a texter. I'm not. However, I mixed it up. I had to, man. 
I had to. Texas. So now I look. I I now I genuinely look for those and these conversations. I look for them now. Okay. Because I'm not a texter. Like, <laughs> my but the today's world has turned me into a texter. Yeah. So. Absolutely, man. You go. You adjust with the time, bro. You adjust with the time and what's happening. Just as men, we adjust with the time and what's happening of saying we're okay because we watch somebody else, an elder, a, a pastor, a mentor, a teacher, a coach, say as men, they were okay. And physically and, and emotionally, you're looking at this person and you're like, they're not okay. Yeah. But I'm a kid. What, what can I say? Right? Yeah. What, what, you know, what can I say? I'm a kid at the time. I want I want you to leave us with a good piece of advice for you know because again you've you've been you've been to therapy um, you still you, going brother I got right. a session tomorrow and I, <laughs> I want to switch the time up a little bit <laughs> I can't wait because I I got some stuff I just need to just get out man I want you, you know? to leave us with something you know some a message or something you know something important that we could take and use every day when we going through these battles with depression and things like that? It's a few things um, I can leave, James, honestly, man. Um, pick up the phone and talk to somebody. Okay. Pick up the phone and talk to somebody, and whatever you say within that conversation, don't worry about how they're going to think or what they're going to feel or because that's none of your business. If they're true friends and people that love you and, and want to help you, as they said they would have, or have stepped up at that particular time, be honest about your conversation. Hey, today was a rough day for me. I'm not okay. Two, mm -hmm. seek therapy. As black men, we don't. Hmm. We don't. Yeah. It was a taboo. It was a taboo. I ain't yeah. talking to them. When I got to talk to them for there ain't none of my business. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like therapy. I don't agree with it. Blah, blah, blah. And when I hear that from grown men, man, I, it's no judgment here, James, but I know for a fact you you will continue, honestly, to have the troubles and issues that you have because you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just being honest, because I, no judgment here. I know it's certain things that I've definitely overcome, man, because of therapy. It's certain things that I have left in yesteryear because of therapy. It's certain things that I no longer tolerate or accept because I left that and I talked about that in therapy. Man, that's great. That's, you make it's me an everyday struggle. <laughs> yeah, man, seriously, man. Let me be clear, brother. I ain't perfect by no means. I ain't perfect by no means, but it's no judgment here. It's no phallus here. I'm just, I'm a man. I put on my pants just just like you do. But please understand, I had to create these platforms for myself. I had to seek out men that were on the same type of wavelength as far as, hey, brother, we gonna talk, man. We just gonna chop it up. We need some men time. We need, you know what I mean. And it don't always have to be a man. It could be one of your closest homegirls or best friends, somebody your wife know if you're married or somebody that you are comfortable with that you've known all your life. I had those too. 
I have those too. It's not just males that I talk to. Okay. I have some really good friends, man, who, hey, you got a minute? I just need to vent. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just important, man. Um, that's what I leave you all with, man. Therapy and just picking up the phone, man. And just recognizing within yourself who you can talk to. It's, it's discernment. It's discernment. So you got to be able to recognize that and establish that. Man, I look, let me tell you something. I truly, truly appreciate and thank you for being so open, honest, and transparent about everything you go to be, go through because we definitely need to have these conversations more because a lot of us are just not comfortable having it. So, man, look, thank you so much for just being transparent, man. I, I really appreciate it. No doubt, James, man. You know, I told you, brother, you you definitely, you're, you're, you have, um, we've built this bond, man, and I hope it continues, brother. Um, I just think you're a great guy, great man. Um, you know, side note, I was going through something. Remember, you text me and was like, hey, man, what's up? And what did I say? Today, not one of my better days, brother. I'm not okay today. I know. And I'm glad. And, and you know what's crazy? I'm glad you said that because I was like, well, let me call him, you know, because I I felt because it's crazy because I was going through something at that time. Right. So it's like, I know what it's like to be going through something, man. My wife is really great, so I talk to her, but sometimes she's not a man. And, and it's good to get both perspectives, but just sometimes as a man, you like... You just got to talk to a man. got to talk to a man. Seriously. Yeah. got to talk to a man. got to talk so, to a man. Look, we we will always have a great relationship. Uh, we got open lines of communication, me and you, so I know I could be honest with you, and you know you could be honest with me, so we'll just leave it at that, brother. That's what it is, bro. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, man. Hey, James, yeah. it was all, always a pleasure, brother. Always a pleasure. Um, you and I both is in the same situations, but I feel like both of our situations are going to turn around, man. I manifest that that we're going to look back at this and be like, man, you remember we had that conversation that one night? We were just trying to figure things out as men, and now look at us now. We yeah. just in a whole positive, different financially blessed, emotionally blessed, physically blessed, mentally blessed. We are just overflowing with blessings. And so we take that that space, man, and we transfer it to another good young brother. Man, to help I them. appreciate it. And I'm definitely going to do that. No doubt, man. No doubt. Be, man. We got to be we got to be the ones to look out for each other. So we got to look out. We who's going to take care of us, Jane? <laughs> we we see what's happening. That's yeah. just what it is. You know what yeah, I mean? That's a whole that's a whole that's a whole podcast. different conversation. <laughs> right. That's a whole nother podcast, brother. You know what look, I mean? Hey, look you know, again, I'm man. I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready look, for it. I, I truly appreciate you doing this, man. Thank you so much. Hey man, James, take care, man. Blessings to you and your wife and your daughter, man. Have you know, you guys have a great week. Um, you know, we'll stay in touch as always, man. And uh, peace and blessings to you, brother. You too. Um, I want to thank you all for listening and continue to support the podcast. Have a great day.